So I saw Gravity this week, and... So, so did I. Yes. And Nathan Oh, what? Did. I saw that, too! Oh, man, it's like it came out this week. Yeah! The, yeah, yeah, Children of Men guy. He made a new movie. Cool. Yeah. Um, not Sorry. to repeat the conversation we just had before we recorded, but <laughs> the main thing I wanted to bring up was this guy sitting directly behind me. Oh, okay. He, uh, he was one of those people that likes to vocally react to everything throughout the movie. Well, like, in a way that's like, oh, like that kind of thing? Or? No, in a way that's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, tense moments in there, but to react verbally in a crowded theater does seem... No one else weird. did it. Okay. We all, yeah. everyone else managed to somehow shut up, but... Uh, I I figured this guy would be a problem because during like b- the commercials before the trailers, mm-hmm. whenever something was, I want to say in the th- thematic group of humorous, not yeah. to say that it is actually funny, but you just kind of know, oh, they're trying, you know, this is lighthearted. That was a joke, but you know, it's not laugh out loud joke. He would mm-hmm. do this one syllable, huh. <laughs> But, like, that understated? Like, it's not like, ha! It's, huh. Huh. No, right. just like, like, just, yeah, the one syllable, huh, to, well, sometimes it was louder if the joke was, I guess, a little bit funnier. But keep in mind, these are not jokes you should be laughing at. They're just like... Like, I'm trying to think what trailer out right now is, like, a total just garbage comedy or something, but... This was before the trailers. This was, like, the commercials for, like, you know, get a scene debit card. Oh, wow. So, so like anything Mark that Saltman was humorous, is... he would go, huh? But to every single one of those. It was just like, what, are you, what is this guy doing? Mm. Like, Was there okay, a bad he... grandpa trailer? Did he freak out at that? Was he going, no, huh? there wasn't. But think of, like, okay. the commercial. Okay, it's some car commercial, but it involves two dogs, and one of them is, like, better than the other one. And they keep comparing. Yeah, I hate that commercial. Yeah. So think With of it that dinosaur. way, but every single time the dog sees the other one or drops something or is sticking his head out the window, this guy goes, huh. It's like, I acknowledge what I just saw. Basically. I am slightly amused. Yes. He just, he I needed guess. everyone to know that he is slightly amused every five seconds. Well, maybe he hadn't seen that commercial before. and He's never seen a movie at all at that theater. Yeah. Yeah. Hence or any his reaction to this town. one. He's just like, freaking out. You didn't know that this was just, you know, all make-believe. It was real. I don't know. You're blowing his mind, man. These dogs, they think like people. Oh, God. I guess on that note, sort of, we had, like, very drunk people in our row right next to us. Oh, man. That that ended up, like, you know, working out because they were just, like, so not into the movie 20 minutes in. They're just like, we're just leaving. Oh, but at okay. some point, I believe they were answering a phone call from a dude named Trevor, who just, they just were, you know, that guy was phoning them in the theater, and that was definitely... And they movie. answered it? Yeah, they answered it, and oh. then walked past us to go answer it and some more, and then came back drunkenly, and then left saying, sorry, 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 and just like, <laughs> it would be better if you just were quiet and just went away. I so. I thought this story, when you first said the drunken, was going to be something like, they were just like... Like the movie was blowing their minds that they were speechless no. the whole time. No, like no, they were. Like they're very leaning talkative. forward in their chair and they're just like, "Holy shit, that thing is blowing up!" Yeah, no, it was not that kind of in awe or whatever. It was just no, they imbibed some chemicals before they came there and shouldn't have gone to the movies. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, they weren't feeling it at all. So hopefully they got a refund. I guess they left within the first half hour. But if not, eighteen bucks, man. Three D AVX. 
boom. So, oh well. That movie is, like, dizzying, though. I can't imagine seeing that while also kind of dizzy, just generally. So, yeah. Especially the first part. If you've seen it. Or the trailer. You kind of know what's going on. But, you know, something else people can see is our faces. What? What? Oh, I see where he's going with this. Well, I'm trying to go there. Okay. <laughs> um, announcement for people still listening to the show. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, most people, I think, probably turn it off at the three-minute mark when it's like, why are these guys talking about games yet? Yeah. Nah. I'm done. Anyway. I can't skip forward. I mean, I already have this file here, but I'm just going to assume they talk about gravity for the rest of this hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. All right. What's going on? Um. What's- this Saturday. So this podcast, like right now, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but it is the 10th of October. Yeah, that's true. On the 12th of October, we're going to be doing part two of the Japanese Sega Saturn live stream. Woo! It's been months in the making, but yeah, finally. Uh, I guess also, this is for 2013, so you may have missed it if you're going through our back catalog. <laughs> I'm just saying. Great, thanks. But but I implied October 12th, so are you talking about the person who's listening to this like seven years from now, where there's another October 12th? It could happen. <laughs> you completely ruined it. Like a Saturday, October 12th? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Who knows, man? Who knows? I listen to old podcasts a lot, so it could happen. Sure. So, for those who don't know, I went to Japan earlier this summer. Or I guess mm-hmm. in summer. It's not summer anymore. I brought back I a, a Japanese Sega Saturn, as well as a buttload of games. And a boatload of games. Mm-hmm. More like a plane load of games. Plane suitcase. Like three suitcases. I needed my whole family to help carry some of these games. <laughs> Alright. Um, and yeah. Some first... of them, you know, they come with weird controllers. Some of them come with a mouse. Right? So, you know, those take up a lot of space. Anyway, and we went through about a third of them back in June? June. I think it was June. I'm going to assume it was June. I can double check, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, was June. And that is Well, if we're all going with June, like, who cares? Yeah. But, um... It turns out it was late May. Weird. Doesn't doesn't really matter. But, okay. Is that still archived? Can people still go catch up? Uh, It should be. I'm double checking it right now. Okay. And for those wanting to tune in, it's going to be at 6 o'clock this Saturday, October 12th. That's 6 o'clock uh, Mountain Standard Time. Uh, mountain mm-hmm. Daylight Time. Ta- or wait, when's the Daylight Savings? When does that end? Oh man, it's coming up soon, but... As long not... as it's not, but like, tomorrow, <laughs> who cares? Yeah, no, yeah so it's, <laughs> not, it's not tomorrow, so... It's November, it's in November. Somehow it happened tomorrow. Oh, I thought it was October. I'm pretty sure it is in October. What? Soon. No, I think it's in November. Uh, these, the first Saturn stream happened four months ago. As everyone listening is slowly counting backwards. It's, it's true. It happened in June. <laughs> anyway, so we will be continuing my load of games, hopefully finishing them. If not, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But if you want to tune in, we'll do it once again on John's Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. Um... But like before, we'll be tweeting this and putting it on Facebook for all the details there. 
So go check those out. But yes, it'll be fun. We'll play a bunch of games that we either don't know what they are, and if we do know what they are, we can't understand them. And a lot of them are probably dating sims, which we will ignore. But then sometimes we play games like Sonic R or Tomb Raider, which we know all about. And there's lots of... And we haven't even got to the best ones. I know what they are. For those who don't know, I Sean knows what the games are, but John and Nathan, it's a surprise for them. So it's I a surprise for everyone. I saw a couple of the ones you had, but they were all games I'd already played on the Saturn before. So, But not a Japanese version, I bet. Probably not. Yeah, so there you go. It could be crazier. Or worse. Uncut. Yeah. Or just, like, indecipherable for us. Yeah. Who knows? And I we guess trying also to remember PSA. some games we played last time. Sim City. I remember that. Yeah. Zoo something? Zoo. Yeah. Zoo Simulator. Some kind of Zoo Simulator. We played an Uno game that was kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! Uno. Yeah, an Uno anime. Yeah. Um, we What did we play? I said Sonic R. We played some fighting games. Magic Carpet. Magic Carpet. That's the one I was trying to remember. Peter, Peter Molyneux's favorite Magic game. Carpet. Magic Carpet. Guys. November 3rd is when Daylight Savings ends, so Sean I, was right. I told you. It was November? Yeah, yeah. yeah November 3rd. Damn, Damn. alright, well, I concede. Yep. Uh, anyways, so yes, everyone should tune in once again. It's going to be Saturday, October 12th at 6pm. Uh, so check out John's Twitch channel, but you know, keep an eye on our Twitters and our Facebook, which... Uh, which we know you guys always do, so that's good. Alright, um, this is the Top Down Perspective. Oh, uh, I was gonna go like, Sega Saturn, what is that? Some kind of video game? And then. Well, we had already been talking about video games for quite a while at this point, so. Alright. We could talk about Gravity again and then go back into games, so if people Actually, do yeah. skip ahead and so... it's like, wait, still Gravity at 10 minutes? That's it. <laughs> As I was watching it, I was like, well, I've played Dead Space, so. I have. I don't know. There's no monsters in this one. Shrug. Joking. I don't know. I've been in space. That was basically my thing. It's like, I've been in space a lot, so... You're an astronaut? Exciting. Yeah, almost. Or just I mean, really all the space video citizen. games I play. Yeah. Does Did seeing gravity make you want to go to space? Um, well, it didn't seem like it wanted to convey that message, because space is dangerous, but... I'm wondering, like, you now no longer want to go to space? No, I'm not more scared of space than I was before, but I could definitely see that causing a kind of a anxiety for a lot of people. It's just like, oh man, screw that. There's satellites that just blow up. I'm not going there. How many but, astronauts were getting ready to go to space and then they watched this movie and they were like, no, nah, yeah, I changed my just mind. Just hung up their helmets. They're just like, no. I'm good. It. I'm good. I'm coming Man, years wait, it's training, like that? But... Oh, nope. That's, that's it. <laughs> I hope it's not scaring people away from space, but that's probably ridiculous. Anyway, Enough about outer space. Right. Let's I don't. So I don't know if you guys know this, but it is October 10th, and I'm hosting, and I'm Sean Booker. Hey, Sean. Yeah. How's it going? Yep. I'm I'm doing good. That voice was Nathan Rohrer. Yeah. That's and true. the voice you can't hear is John Wheeler. Now I feel like I'm not allowed to talk. No, you're allowed to talk. We just you know don't force you. You just you know you're allowed you know like six thousand words. <laughs> and. That's I have it. to. I have to make sure that all my words come out to a short essay. Yes. Is that a short essay? That seems like a long essay for me. Uh, Three thousand words, I guess, was a minimum for a short essay in university. 
Yeah, so it's, really? that's two short essays. That's easily a long essay. Keep in mind, I wasn't an English major, Nathan. I was a comp sci major. Did right, and I'm an art more? major, so, <laughs> like, screw that. No, I'm actually trying to think. Like, I think a lot of our essays were shorter. There were just maybe more of them. I had to yeah, write a lot of but... research papers, though, cause, and for my options, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember how long a lot of papers were. Whatever. Papers. That's all in the past now. I have that piece of... that. I have the paper that matters. Same so. here. Yeah. Don't, don't want to do it anymore. Right. Hey, John, uh, what have you been doing these last seven days? Still unpacking. Awesome. Did you unpack any video games? Yes, actually. Did you plug in any video game consoles? Yes. Did you Did... hold any games in a handheld game console? Yeah. Yes. All right. Good. Sean, Sean's smarter, because that's what I actually did do. Oh, Sean's also just smarter. You could have stopped there. <laughs> but I got an English Ouch. degree, so... That's true. That. You, you got that paper. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it's, sound it's too kinda... depressed about it. Jesus Christ. No, it's weird. Like, I work at a bookstore now, full disclosure. A lot of people there have English degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like, it's just like... Oh, you too, huh? Sweet. And then it's just like, oh, this is the place where we all end up, is a bookstore. So, oh, that sounds like such a such a great con- conversation to observe. Yeah, it, there's been a couple of them, but um, oh well. It's okay. It's okay. They have game guides there, so bringing it back on track. Really? At a bookstore? Yeah. Is is, is it called GameFacts.com? Because I think I've been there. That's the name of the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> Just the entrance of the aisle is deteriorating people away from going into the aisle? Exactly. Or it's just a, it's just a computer, right? That's all that's in that aisle, is a computer with the homepage is GameFacts? It's a really big monitor. And a, just a printer. Shaped like a bookshelf. I guess there's a little bit of a buffer period between when a game first comes out and when there's a full guide on GameFAQs, though, right? Like so... a day. Oh, okay. Keep in mind, you can also, with GameFAQs, put up partial guides, so people, like, update it day one with, like, here's the As first two levels. Playing. Yeah, okay. I've never done that. What kind of person does that to their first game experience? Isn't it kind of ruining it for themselves? It depends, really. Like, keep in mind, GameFAQs sometimes also gives out prizes to people who get guides out fast enough. Oh, okay. So there's actual incentives and whatever. Hmm. But yeah, I know that's kind of where I go to, so... I didn't say we sell a lot of game guides, I just know we get them, so... I, I printed out the entire... Thing. I printed out an entire guide for uh, Golden Sun 2. <laughs> and then like I... Like the okay. entire thing from a GameFAQs thing. Yeah, like 200 pages, Jeez. put it in a binder. I printed maybe half a dozen pages of Dead Rising stuff for my, like, Survivor playthrough, but, uh... Yeah, no, never hundreds and hundreds of pages. That right. seems like a weird idea. It was the, probably the worst use of paper I've ever done. Because <laughs> you read that you once, have it? it's like, all right, I'm never going to look at that page again. Do you still have it? Just like an archive? Like oh, I have no idea. Probably not. Oh, okay. Probably just not. Just some drawers. I feel like somewhere. that's the thing that you would eventually just kind of get rid of. You're like, this was ridiculous. Yeah, this was a like, mistake. Recycle. I wasted so much ink. <laughs> yeah. The secret is when what you do, though, is when you're at school... If you don't have to pay for printing, like when I was in grade school, I didn't have to pay for printing. Yeah. You had like a limit to the number of pages you could print. 
And it's always way more than you need for school, so you just wait for that last week of school, and then you just print out something stupid like that. There you go. Pro tips for anyone out there trying to, who wants you know. a game guide. Did you not have a laptop at the time? That was kind of my next question. No, this is like before school, everyone. Remember? Yeah, this is grade school. Right. This is way before people all had laptops. Right, right, right. Back in the early 2000s. Weird. Before YouTube, maybe even. Yeah. John, what have you been playing? Uh, all right. Escape Vector. What? Is that like a calculator game? Yes. It's actually just vector calculator. <laughs> Zing! Oh, okay. <laughs> no, is it like on T83 or something? That sounds kind of... No, no, no. Right? This is a this is a 3DSWare game. Oh, okay. So download it from the 3DS shop. Uh, it's basically... I'm trying to think of what to call it. Uh, do you guys remember a game called Kix? Oh, like QIX? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I was playing that at Pincade. It's awesome. Okay, Sean, no response from you. Yeah, nope. Okay, so the idea of Kix was that you moved around this square, and you had to cover up as much of a the, the inside of the square as you could. Escape Vector is not quite like that. Uh, you move around on the you move around on the squares. The idea is for you to capture squares, but you're moving around solely on the lines. So they give you a bunch of predetermined like squares that you have to fill up while there's all these enemies moving around. Like, on is it a square. grid? Uh, yeah, basically. No, okay. no, no, not really. Okay, you said lines, so I'm. I'm yeah, I was kind of thinking a grid too, and then I was like, oh, so you have to go around the entire like out outer side of the square to capture it, or like what is it. The... It depends on the course. Like one track could be just a. The first track is basically just a square. So all you have to do is okay. go around the four sides of the square, and then you go into the exit. Okay. And then another track might be three squares put together in the shape of a rectangle. So you have to draw along it, like trace the outside, and then yeah. you capture it? Okay. The whole idea of the game... So is, is it just, just like a puzzle game, like don't ever cross over a line you've already drawn or something? No, no, you can do that. The idea is that you have to do you have to do it as fast as possible, and you have to dodge enemies the whole time. Okay. Like it starts... Do the enemies... Like, is it like kicks where it's in the center of the thing, or is it like... No, all the on enemies... The edges is, as far it? as I've seen so far, at least, all the enemies are on the lines as well. Okay. Which also happens in kicks, right? Those, those little spark things that yeah. follow you. There's ones okay. that just go back and forth on a predetermined pattern, and then there's ones that will actually, like, chase you. Hmm. So, cool. Is it good? It sounds potentially cool. I, I've liked it. It's just a little weird to get used to, because it's also kind of like a racing game in a way, because you're trying to do everything as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. But you've also got, like, these bombs you can set off to defeat enemies, and you've got, your like, your turbo boost. So if you're if you're drawing on the bottom screen, I'm assuming that's where the majority of the information is. Uh, what's no. on the... No? Like uh, it's on the top. Everything's on the top screen, basically. So then, are you just drawing on the bottom, but looking at what you've drawn on top, or something? You're not. You're not physically drawing anything. You're just using the control pad to control yourself on the line. Oh yeah. Okay. That was my question. Is like, is this using the stylus, or is it just? No. Nope, this using is a D, this is a D pad and ABXY game, and I think you can use LRR as well. Okay. Okay. So you just trace along the lines. You're you're stuck on the lines, but you can like turn at junctions in between the squares and stuff like that. Does it have a cool soundtrack? Not bad, slightly techno. Okay. Uh, it's made Seems by like a good it's made by a company called No. Oh wow, they've done a bunch of DSiWare and stuff over yeah. the years. Yeah. But, okay. They uh, they did a pretty good job with it. The idea is that you are a hacker who got kind of transported into the computer and captured by the CPU. Mm-hmm. So oh, now it's you... Tron. Yeah, it's very Tron-esque storyline-wise. 
So you're trying to escape and you're trying to, like, Vector is the character you're controlling. He's trying to remember what happened here and get his memories back. All the while, you're trying to get through all these different worlds. I think there's 150 different stages based on the trophies. Man, it's a good old amnesia as a character trope. Mm-hmm. All right. But computer amnesia. Computer so amnesia different. is just make... You're stuck in the RAM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it. It's cool. Uh, I'll probably play more of it. How much was it, did you say? Or? Uh, I didn't. I picked it up on sale for, I think, $5. Okay. Cool. But it might be back up to 8 or 9 Hmm. But kicks, you know, stuff like kicks is probably... Yeah, similar yeah. control scheme to kicks, except for, like, you don't have to cover up areas inside of a square. You cover up the outsides of the square. Okay. I don't know. I recommend it. It's a cool little thing. Uh, That is technically all I played this week. Amazing. I okay. was going to play... I'm streaming the same game you guys both played, Beyond Two Souls. But I Are don't you streaming enough... that? No, I was going to play it. Oh, okay. But... Uh... I don't have enough hard drive space, so I have to fuck around my PS3 a bit to free up some space. How it much space does it require? Two, two and a half. Yeah, it says, okay. it says right on the back. Yeah. That's, really? Yeah, P- yeah, PS3 games say how much on the back. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I was like 200 meg short, so uh, later, hell yeah. Sorry I didn't finish you. Deleted. I've never had to do anything hard drive space with my I, PS3. I have a 60 gig PS3, so... Right, I got a 120, and I just... So many people are always like, man, I'm always out of room and stuff, and I just, I, I, it is so nice not ever having that problem. Mm-hmm. See, I'm contemplating I, buying a big drive so I can PlayStation Plus it up. Yeah, properly. I put all my focus on my 360, because that's why I've got like a 320 gig hard drive on that. Sure. Mm. Alright, Escape cool. Vector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan, why don't you go through what you've been playing? Alright, um... I've been playing a bit more uh, Grand Theft Auto Online. Oh, yeah? Is it more stable yet? It's working now. It is stable. Like, every time I've booted it up, it it works as advertised. And switching in and out between single player and that is still kind of cool to see that work out. Um, However, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure the missions in the game are relative to your rank in the game. But because I'm not ranking up very high... I am also not getting a lot of variety in the missions. So, so far, I've pretty much just been stealing meth for this dude named Gerald, like, over and over again. He'll just, like, phone you up and be like, hey, man, go go to the drug deal and steal that meth. And I'm just like, okay. And then I go down there, and it's, like, the same two or three locations where that happens. And I shoot some guys and drive it over to his house. And he says, thanks. And then I go on about my business. I don't know. I wish there was more variety on that front, for sure. Because um, everything else to do is just racing. Um, I finally got like parachuting, but that's also kind of just checkpoint-type thing. You're just dropping through giant rings in the sky. Um, I don't know. The activities and stuff in that game that aren't just you know team deathmatch-type stuff, which I've only had like two or three experiences with, and one of them was 2v1, two, two and I was the one. So that was just garbage. Um, yeah, I don't know. That game, conceptually kind of cool in terms of, like, I'm driving around the city and there's other people here, but as it turns out, that is just a lobby. Like, the thing we were talking about, like, oh, could a plane crash onto a mission you're doing or whatever? No, because it instances off. So every time you're in a mission, there's no one else in the city now. Except your team. Except whatever team... Yeah, whatever group you brought into the game with you, so... 
once you have a group, I guess, established, like you're racing against a couple people, you can kind of just keep doing events with them. So that was kind of okay, but again, it was mostly racing. Um, there's one mode, though, I want to try with a big group of people. Uh, it's called Grand Theft Auto Racing, which just means you can shoot and, like, kill people while you're racing. So okay. it would just be, like, a chaotic, bloody mess. And it also just lets you get out of your car and steal other cars. And, like, it's basically just get to this point. And however right. you do that, like, do that. Although, actually, no, I think it is also a checkpoint race, but it's it's designed for chaos. Like I think I watched uh, my roommate play that mission, that mode. Like, were there straight-up kart racing style, like, missiles and stuff? Oh, not, well, not that, no. Oh, okay, that that was part of that, but... Um, oh, okay, I thought it was just, you have guns, so... Well, yeah, you can also just shoot guns. Like, you can enable guns during a, as a variable during a bunch of races and stuff, or right. parachuting, so you can be just murdering each other while also doing some other event. Um, so that must have I been guess... what I was watching. He, I, I got, he set up a bike race with guns. Okay. Like so bicycles. what happened, it was at like the airport, and it was just like, you had laps. Three of the people were trying to race, him included. One of them just got off his bike and was shooting everyone. And okay. the race took forever, because you can't... As soon as you get on the bike, you know, he could probably see you, and you can't really get a lot of speed Yeah, on a bike, at least definitely not at the beginning. So it was kind of yeah. like, alright, spawn, I'm on my bike dead. <laughs> this guy's just trolling everybody. I guess, yeah. Great. Um, I don't know. I think I'm still going to keep at it just because I like the idea of just doing more stuff in that city and there's a certain level of persistence to it, so I'm like saving up to get an apartment or whatever in the game. But I, I kind of wish it had more variety to it already and that's kind of worrisome considering I just started playing it. So I don't know. And I haven't had any success, like, kind of inviting friends into it or whatever. Like, no one's ever playing it at the same time. And, uh, yeah, like, because the lobby is so small, like, it's, like, 16 people in the entire city. Like, filling up an eight-player race is probably never going to happen because they're busy doing something else. So it's just, like, invite all in room, and then you just see it go, like, denied, denied, blocked. Like, I've gotten maybe one or two people that way like at best so yeah i don't know i this sounds like a lot of burnout paradise trying to get eight people to do this jump but you know yeah player seven and eight are on the other side of the map running into each other well kind of except i can't even get up that high and it well it's not to like do a specific thing it's more just like well hey this would be way better with like six people plus i think you get experience multipliers if you play with people so I would be ranking up faster and then seeing cooler missions sooner if I was getting more people, but I'm just not. And also, I, yeah, I, br- I brought this up on Pixel Response, but I don't like the uh, Bluetooth headset. It just hurts my ear. So I've had that, I sure. don't use it, so I'm not, like, voice chatting or anything, so there's just no coordination happening or whatever. Right. Not that there... Which, like, I, I'm not usually optimistic that there would be, but there's definitely people using microphones on there, and I just end up, like vaguely paying attention to what they're saying, but also muting them if they're just accidentally, I think, just uh, the radio in the game is playing through their headset, too. Great. So it's it's just, like, chaotic noise all the time. Um, Yeah, just a bunch of online multiplayer problems. So that's a bit of a bummer, but oh well. Um, And I played a bunch more Scurvy Scalwax. I still like that game. Um... I haven't beaten it yet, though. I got to the hell region, I guess. Like, there's weird, scary fire islands. 
Um, and I have nine out of sixteen parts of the shanty, the sea shanty. You're looking to. Is there an up, end to so. this game? Like, yeah, there's an end. I'm okay. assuming there's like missions and bosses and whatever over the course of it, but it gets hard. You know, you got to kind of really pay attention for a slide puzzle game. Like, but yeah, I'm still enjoying the combat and stuff. But whatever. Enough about that. The big release this week was David Cage's Beyond Two Souls. And I've put in, like, two sessions with that, but I haven't played as much as I'd like to, maybe three hours. So I think Sean's way ahead of me on that. Sure, yeah. Um, I put in about two sessions, and I beat it. Oh, great. So maybe I'm further than I... Yeah, and I don't know what it... And that game, because it's... Because it's kind of just like watching a movie. Yeah. There's never any kind of, like, at least for me, there's no, like, down point, like... Because the other game I played a lot of this week was Grand Theft Auto Five, obviously. And when you finish a mission, it's like, all right, now we're into a lull until I get to the next mission. Mm-hmm. And you like know, Beyond Two Souls is structurally does not have this kind of. Well, this part just ended, so now we're in a low part because it just it just keeps moving. Right. Like so, I was definitely finding myself kind of being like, well, after this sequence, I'm going to stop, and that's just like, oh, well, wait, I've already kind of rolled right into this next one. So y- you kind of just have to consciously be like, all right, taking a break, putting the yeah. bookmark in. Stop. It's really easy to just keep playing that game. Yeah. Um, and specifically because it be jumps around to completely different areas of her life. Mm-hmm. It's like. Well, yeah, sure. I just did this like stealth mission, but now she's a little kid, and I want to know what's going on at the birthday party. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how do you feel about that game generally? You know, I started off pretty high, and by the end of it, like, I'm super on the fence with that game. Is it like so, the story goes in dumb directions, or is it just the way, like, how little you're? I want to say the story. It? I, I kind, I like the story for the most part. Okay. Better a lot or worse than Heavy Rain. I never really had the biggest issue with Heavy Rain, so I'm I'm not the best person to ask. I'm I guess I have kind of like a brief observation on that front. Like Heavy Rain I think made it feel like consequences were at least possible more than this game because there's three characters so it's like oh one of them could die. Whereas this like I've screwed up so many times. And it's just like, oh, she got punched or whatever. Like, it yeah, doesn't no, seem I'm to matter. No, I'm pretty sure you, there is no consequence in this game. Yeah, like, I've been, like, wrecked real bad, and it's just like, I screwed up, like, four things in a row, and it just, she just keeps going. And right. it's just like, I'm I kind of sure like I'm that secretly... it does that, though. I wouldn't want to just be like, oh, you failed the fight, redo this part. Right, I think it's just like, you sucked, you don't get this trophy, is kind of what's happening I believe the scene. So. I honestly liked Heavy Rain's idea of this, if you screwed up here, you could potentially kill off your character. Yeah, right. even but though there's only one character in this, so if they yeah. do that, it's just game over. I guess, right. that's and, true. I mean, even in Heavy Rain, they were sometimes lying to you. Like, sometimes they wouldn't actually be in danger, but they kind of successfully conveyed a sense of danger. Whereas this is like, Jody's on the run, you gotta protect her and all this stuff, and it's just like, yeah, but I don't, you know, like, and it's not even like I was consciously trying to see if I could break it. It was just like, I haven't gotten used to their kind of cues for punching and stuff yet. So it's so more I, of a structured narrative than Heavy Rain. Oh, it's, right. it's like it's, a movie. It it's is really similar a to Azura's Wrath in the sense which you could hit Y when he's going to punch the guy, but if you don't, it's just a lower score at the end. Who cares? The scene's going to keep playing. Yeah. Like, th- there were points where it was just like, clearly the game is delaying until I do the thing, 
and it was just like, this is weird. Like, if this was a movie, like, that character would have been eaten by whatever that is, or whatever, like, you would have got fallen off the thing, but because it's, like, waiting for you to respond, essentially, it's just like, oh, okay, I'll, right. I'll do the thing. That's not really my issue with it so much. My okay, issue is okay. just, there's a lot of moments in that game which are just super silly or beyond cliche mm-hmm. in kind of a lot of the events that happen. Um... Like Nathan, it's definitely just bringing up a bunch of movies and stuff to mind. Like it's like a cheesy '90s sci-fi miniseries or something, like at best, which sure. is kind of within my like list of interests. So I'm okay. Generally, it's like it's like watching Hollow Man or like Carrie Two or something. Like it's not great, but yeah, Carrie. That's kind of the thing I keep coming back to. It seems a lot like that. I have, I have no idea about Carrie, but... Um... Well, girl with paranormal powers and stuff. Okay, and sure, just, yeah. Like, the birthday scene specifically just seemed to kind of go in a Carrie direction at some point. Well, and that's one of the th- scenes. Like, I don't want to... I don't, I don't want to spoil that, because I actually kind of like... Right. Like, okay, okay. so, like, hey, let me, let me change this a bit. My favorite parts of that game are when there's hardly any action, and it's usually when she's a kid, because, you know, less mm-hmm. action, obviously... And it's just kind of, I get to see how this girl was growing up with this weird ability. And I just find that kind of interesting. Oh, okay. So I kind of like the overall idea of the birthday scene, but it, the birthday scene takes a, like a turn from, well, this is kind of interesting, to like, like these characters are beyond stereotypes now. Yeah. What's like, happening. I guess and that's we, the we main issue really... is a lot of the characters or the ideas you come into play are like that is straight up a stereotype like there are moments where like for for example when you're like in the military it's a training montage literally i actually found that really funny but i don't know if like good is the word but i i was like oh cool this is just a bunch of mini games and over the course of it she is training and also i mean being introduced to kind of mechanics and okay like or there's this other part closer to the end where I literally escaped a place just as it exploded behind me and stuff. Okay. Like, that happens twice. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's kind of the way it's telling its story in a lot of cases is just silly. But then again, there's a lot of scenes where, like, almost, I want to say almost kind of nothing is happening, and I'm just liking that stuff a lot more. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like it's your mom's weird. cooking dinner, and it's just like, hey, just hang out. You're in it, this house. Exactly. Lord kid like, simulator. Man, yeah, yeah. yeah, this kid has had a crappy life, but, you know, she's having a snowball fight right now, and that this is, a, I'm gonna have the best, I'm gonna help her have the best snowball fight. Mm-hmm. I guess, to be, like, the mechanics aren't ex- entirely like Heavy Rain, like, it's not just quick time stuff, like, there's also basically ghost sections, like, you you play as Aiden, the spirit dude who, like, accompanies her or whatever, and you're kind of, like, floating around. And you can, like, pass through walls and kind of impact stuff. It was like, I've never played Geist, but this seems kind of like what that might be in a way. You know, like, you can not possess stuff, but kind of push stuff around and poke things. You can possess stuff. Oh, you can also possess stuff, that is You can possess people, and then a lot of times you have to. Yeah. That it kind of... There's a lot of points where it's just Ellen Page yelling at you to do stuff. Like, just well, like, it's the whole game is pretty handholdy. Like everything you can interact with has a, a white circle above it. So 
Yeah. And the fact that you also, you know, you can't die. It's a very easy game. But again, I don't think that's bad because I, I want to know this story. I would hate to get stuck. That would have been mm-hmm. terrible. Like, but, it's not mechanically but, interesting enough for it to be like, no, you failed. And it's just like, come on. Like, I failed at pressing up and then down and then up to, like, run through the forest or whatever. Like, but the thing is, is it doesn't penalize terrible. you for doing that. It's just... You know, you didn't get no, I know, I know. So that's good. If it did, like, it would just be really unsatisfying oh, to have right. to do that again. So yeah, I, I, I'm, exactly. I'm agreeing with you essentially. Um, th- there's kind of there's a few moments where you're also just kind of direct control, like walking around. Yeah. Was there was there that stuff? I think there was a bit in Heavy Rain, right? Like you actually walk the investigator guy up into the apartment, and then you're kind oh, of oh, you yeah, you no, know, you do a ton of walking around stuff, like. When you're the yeah, dad, okay. you know, you need to, like, set up the whole scenario before you cut your finger off and stuff. Right. Right, You okay. need to investigate the entire apartment or, you know, the phone shop. So there's lots of walking So around. I guess there, that, those are more, I guess, heavy rain type stuff then. Um, it looks nice, I guess, graphically. That's actually, that's good. a funny thing. So when it, for the first, like, hour or two I was playing that game, I was almost getting weirded out. It's like, I'm just controlling Ellen Page, like... That, yeah. that that model on screen is exactly Ellen Page, and this is kind of weird. Yeah, it's just, hey, you're Ellen Page's ghost friend, and you're hanging out. And you're just like, okay, it's kind of, alright. Did uh, did either of you get a chance to play the two-player co-op? I didn't, I also did not get to try out how to play it with my phone. Or my well, as soon as as soon as I realized the phone was just an alternative way of controlling it, I was just like, oh no, never mind, I want a gamepad. Like I'm I have, kinda, the I'm kind of wondering how that would work. I'm really curious how what is what is two player. Yeah, like what like, I don't know what that person could be. Aiden the only thing the I know is person... that I think someone controls Ellen, the other one controls the ghost. So okay. Is it like split screen? Because there's lots of times where you know they're not in the same room and stuff, or and there's a lot of times where you can't even use Aiden. Like for whatever reason, it's just no. This is a this is a section this where we don't want you using Aiden. So you know, triangle doesn't do anything right now. Maybe it's like an old right. NES game. You control a different version of Ellen Page, but she's wearing a blue shirt instead of red. Oh, I think okay, I think narratively that probably would fit. Yeah, there you go. There's just twins Solid. now, and they both have powers, and it's like The Shining. It's creepy. I don't know. I, I I'm trying to think. I kind of like the idea of like them sort of addressing the player being there by being a ghost or whatever, like being. But a, you're not always a ghost. A lot of times you are controlling just Ellen. I know. So that seemed like with the early, like really early scene in that game, you're kind of just uh, the most mechanical stuff you're doing is just as Aiden. So it's just like, oh, am I just going to kind of be like at arm's length away from this? Like I'm watching a movie, but then the movie addresses me and then I'm supposed to do stuff and it'll react to that. Like that would be kind of neat. But then, no, yeah, I'm basically playing as Ellen Page as well. So. Right, no, later on, because after, you know, she gets her military training, there are straight stealth mi- missions where you are killing guys, you are hiding from guys. There's, like, cover mechanics and, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. that definitely does change. One of the other things that's kind of narratively annoying is Aiden is kind of like a superhero. So, Ellen is never, or I guess I shouldn't say Ellen, Jody, Ellen Page's character, is basically yeah. never in trouble. Because, like, Aiden can, can possess people and then get that person to kill other people. Aiden can literally kill people. He can throw cars. He can throw helicopters. He can create a force field around Ellen Page that prevents her from getting hit by bullets. She can now yeah. jump off of stuff from really high uh, heights. Also, he can heal things and talk to the dead. So it's like, she can do anything she wants with Aiden. So it's le- So the kind of... 
every single time it's just like, man, these people are really chasing her and they're about to like hit her with a, a baseball bat. Why isn't Aiden just fixing it? Right. Like, it does seem weirdly arbitrary, like, what you can do and when. Like, it's just like, well, I, I just want to possess more dudes. And you're just like, no, you can't. You can only possess this guy and this guy. This exactly. guy, yeah. you ha- you can just straight up choke out because I don't know. And he has other a red guy, line around him. Yeah, you can only kill by flipping a car at him or something. Like, it's just like, it tells you exactly what it wants you to be doing. And right. I don't know. Like, okay, I guess. But that seems kind of... I don't know. Weirdly limited. And I but again, like I'm kind of almost perceiving this as just a strange way of watching a TV show or something. So in that way it's still kind of neat, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like I enjoyed my time with it. There's just there's so many things that's like stuck out to me that was just like, well that's kind of a bummer. That's a, mm-hmm. also a bummer. That's a bummer. Like, yeah. But at the end like I would say I had a positive experience with the game. Okay. Um, one thing I will point out that was kind of cool, though, is there is a bit of, I don't know if consequence is the right word, but a lot of the times you're trying to do something, and if you do screw it up, you can just miss portions of that game. Oh, they, okay. They won't necessarily be very long portions, like you're not going to miss like an hour of gameplay. But, for example, there was this one scene where, um, where Jody was trying to get somewhere, and she had to kind of do it stealthily, and I screwed it up. And I was spotted before it happened, and then the scene just ended. It went to the next section of her life, and I was like, "I wonder what would have happened if I had made it." And I so I I replayed that chapter, and I she goes to a whole new location. This entire other scene happens. So yeah, you can just miss some stuff. I guess I was kind of worried it wasn't that dynamic with that sort of stuff because like I was talking to somebody who played the demo today. And I guess that includes, like, the I, I'm going to speak vaguely, like, the train part and the forest part. Okay. So there was, like, a bunch of points where I was just like, yeah, I felt like I screwed up at this one part. Like, I didn't duck or whatever. So then this whole thing happened, and I had to fight this these guys. And it was just like, oh, yeah, no, that happened to me, too. And it was like, okay, but on the train, I, I like, was going to climb out the window, but then I couldn't. So then I got, like, in a fight, and then I ran to the bathroom and climbed up there. And it's like, no, yeah, that happened to me, too. No, like, that, uh, there's a... There's... There's definitely times in that game where at the very end you'll get to the right spot, but the ways Jody can kind of get there will change if you screw some stuff up. Okay, so it's like the same end destination of she's on the top of the train now, but how you get there is kind of a little dynamic. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Just I wasn't quite sure, because it almost seemed like I think I have free control when I was running through the forest, but at the same time it felt like I was running down a path, even though I was kind of going left and right and stuff. It just seemed to kind of generally be funneling me somewhere. I, th- but... I think the whole game does a pretty good job of pointing you where you need to go. Yeah. Like, I want to say only maybe once or maybe twice I ever felt like I'm kind of lost. But okay. for the most part, just kind of the way the camera moves, it's always like, oh, you want me to take a left? Okay, good. And it's it's pretty evident in pointing you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess generally I'm, you know, I haven't finished it, so I don't have, like, final thoughts on where the story goes or whatever. I, actually, I will say one thing. Um, previous David Cage games, like, specifically, uh, Indigo Prophecy, I felt kind of just jumped into insane nonsense, like, late in the story, so it was kind of like a weird surprise. 
Like, there was, like, a normal story happening, and it's just like, never mind, this isn't about a murder investigation anymore, superpowers! And it was like, this is ridiculous. This, like, opens with just, hey, the tone of this game is superpowers and ghosts and stuff, and that kind of at least, you know, set a tone that doesn't seem, like, nothing I've encountered later in the story seems against the core premise or whatever. It's just like, this is a cheesier premise. They just chose something cheesier from, like, minute one, so get used to it or you won't have a good time kind of thing. So, yeah, because I have kind of an appetite for cheesy, corny, bad movies here and there, like, this is totally fine. This is enjoyable in a way. So I I guess I'm generally positive about it, too, but qualified for sure. Like, I'm not sure how to recommend this, you know? It's like, if you want a weird Ellen Page movie, check it out. It's really weird. It's like a yeah, supernatural if want, adventure. Yeah, if you want a game where William Defoe in every single scene opens his mouth in like a gape. Yeah, he's kind of a little sad. Which yeah. that's such a weird thing to point out, but I just noticed it. Every scene, Ellen Page will say like a line like, No, that was the monsters, and then he'll just be like, Oh like, op- like, like his kinda... mouth is his mouth is never not like open jaw a little on the floor. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, reacting to stuff. So yeah, you know, keep an eye out for that face, guys, because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it in mind. And that's all you played, right? Uh, yeah. I, I um, yeah. Oh no, wait. I played a little bit of Galaga Legions because that was a free PS Plus thing. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing you? really. It's like. Like, in the way Pac-Man Championship Edition, like, empowers you and gives you, like, you can eat all the ghosts. Like, this just kind of did that, but maybe too far. Like, because it's just, like, basically hold down the button and pan left and right, and you'll shoot everything. And I don't know how to be good at it or be bad at it. It just seems to kind of, stuff is exploding, isn't this crazy? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of just bored, like, partway through stage one. So, I don't know. It seems kind of just boring. Despite all the flashing lights on screen, like, it's just, like, this is mechanically really, like, too... It's spoon-feeding me. Like, it's too easy. Like, I just don't even... Does it got cool music? Is it just a visualizer for you? It's not even... I don't know. The music wasn't really standing out in the way Pac-Man Championships did, so... Okay. I wasn't getting much... But it was free for PlayStation Plus, so I might as well check it out, I guess, but... I don't know. Did did either of you guys end up playing that at some point, or...? No, but I saw footage of it, and it looked interesting. Well, I guess it's just, like, all the skills needed to play Galaga, which is kind of hard, just don't apply at all. Like, it is just, like, it doesn't remind me of Galaga the way Pac-Man Championship Edition at least sort of feels like Pac-Man. You know, it's like, it's got fruit and the maze and all this. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, I know what this is. Whereas this is just generic space shooter that has Galaga on the name. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a way to get double ships. Maybe you can do that. It didn't seem that way. I, but hey, if you have a membership, you might as well click download on it and look at it. But yeah, and I that's know, it. I know you can get like multiple like options following you. Okay, yeah, but that just makes it even easier. <laughs> like it just gets easier and easier as it goes. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just like stage one is supposed to be a cakewalk. It's just a tutorial and then it gets nuts or something. But I always figured it was more like Pac-Man Championship Edition in the sense that you might as well, you're kind of just playing for score and it's fun because it just kind of keeps ramping up the crazy. But it's such a limited space you're kind of moving around in. Like, it's just, the dudes are up top, you're at the bottom, shoot. Like, that's all there is. There's no kind of nuance to it. You can kind of, like, spin around 
so you can like aim all over the place and whatever, but I don't know. It wasn't popping for me, but yeah. There you go. Sorry, I just remembered I played that. Let's let's move on. To the right. news. Uh did Sean even talk about what he played? No. Nope. Beyond Souls. What? There was more? I played some more. Oh, sorry, Sean. I stepped on your toes. <laughs> That's why I had the list open. Okay. No, I don't. I didn't play too much more though. Uh, so GTA Five, I, I think I'm halfway through that because I've done them three heists. Okay. And I think there's six, right? I think. Uh... I think that's what I heard. Is there six? It's not hmm. important. I finished three. Okay. Um, I'm thinking five for some reason, but maybe you're right. Anyway, either way, maybe I'm further than half then. But so I'm about halfway through that. Uh. I don't know, nothing really standing out about about that, I feel like, discussing. Like, you're not... Are you digging it, or... I'm kind of just like, this is... This is enough fun for me to keep going, but nothing's really, like, sticking out as, like, this This part is great. Like, are you not digging the city? Like, do you ever just kind of wander around, or... No, drive as fast as you can to the next mission. Okay. I didn't do that, so... Like, right. the underwater stuff, man, isn't that cool? It doesn't look awesome. That that part was okay. Yeah, that was in a heist I did. Okay. Um, Trevor's crazy, huh? Trevor is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, that that uh oh well, so one part that did stand out that torture scene is very uncomfortable. I found it the second weirdest thing Trevor does in that game. So Great. yeah. Wait. Well, no, I don't know. You might have already seen it though, and it just didn't bother you as much as it did me. But there, like specifically, there's a cutscene. That I was more disturbed by that than anything in that torture sequence because it was just like I had no control over what Trevor does in that case, and I felt weird about it. Wouldn't that Whereas, be better? Because like I felt the thing about the torture scene was I was torturing a guy. Well, yeah, but they kind of are—I don't know. For some reason, that just did not read. Like I've seen torture mechanics before. Maybe that makes me bad. But the Punisher game had torture in it, and that was a while ago. I, I don't know. It didn't stand... Like, it would seemed written in a way, too, that kind of acknowledged how cr- fucked up it was. So it didn't strike me as, like, totally, like, irreverent or something. Especially how that mission ends, I guess. But whatever. Plus, that dude sucks. Steve, he sucks. That That's supposed to establish how much that dude sucks. So I oh, thought the boss guy? Job. Yeah, like the agent dude. The FIB it, guy. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I felt it totally served a character purpose and whatever. And, like, yeah, Trevor's totally immoral about it, but he is crazy. You know that already. So I do. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also played a whole bunch of FTL. And for okay. some reason, Steam is, like, tripling my game time played with that. I don't really know what it's doing. Steam thinks I've played... So much. Steam thinks I've played that game for 18 hours, and that is not the case. But okay. No. I like have I gone doesn't... outside. It's multiplying by how many ships you lose. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that would suck. I'm losing a lot of ships, and I keep getting closer and closer to the end. But, so, like, this week, because this was, like, the main week I've been playing it, it was like, man, I finally got to the end. I fought that final ship, and I beat it, and then I have to fight it again, and then I beat it, and then I have to fight it again, and then I lost, and that's the furthest I've made it. How many times do you have to beat the ship before you actually beat it? Is it three? I Rule it was of three. Four, actually. This, I, think, I feel like this is four. 
That's that's dickish. What are they doing? Oh man, Nathan, have you ever gotten to the end? Uh, the way I kind of felt good about it is I got to the end and then I lived, but they won. But I was like, I don't care. I lived. High five, crewmates, and then we flew off into the sunset. <laughs> okay. So I was like, I won, but the galaxy lost. But who cares? They weren't paying me enough anyway. So yeah, paying you in scrap. I I basically just sprinted to the end in that one though. Like I was like, let's just go. Like I'm just not. I'm gonna try to engage as little things as possible on the way there and just go. So, so you're just super weak at the end there. Yeah, my ship was garbage. It was terrible. So I just evaded all the time, and then it was just like, whatever, what happens if you don't, you know, win? And it's just like, real bad stuff, but yeah. not to you, so, yeah. Like, it, it was basically like, what if Luke Skywalker at the end of Star Wars was just like, ah, fuck it, and flew away, and then they blew up the base, and that was the end of the movie? It would just be like, alright, that works for me. Gonna settle down. But it's kind of it's kind of serving the purpose of, like, whenever I'm trying to, like, watch some TV shows, just yeah. Play kind of play this on the side, you know, because i got two monitors here. One monitor is FTL, the other one is my show. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, so g- fantastic podcasting game. Another really great podcasting game is Saints Row 4. Did you finally get a working copy? Uh, yes, so they refunded me, like I said, um, yeah. and then I went and bought it on Xbox. I was also joking, it is not a podcasting game. Um, I've only played the first, like, intro tutorial mission, uh, but it has a really good title card. Okay. Um, the the third one had a pretty nutty opening action sequence too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, this one's yeah, this one's okay. pretty good too. Um, again, so I, yeah, I can't really say too much. I've only played that one intro mission, but I just really liked what I already have played. Okay. Like, like so. Okay, I I kind of just want to talk about it. Are you, you okay? It's the first mission. If I spoil some. I've already heard people talking about this game in general, so probably John, John. Go. Okay. So so you're like taking over this base and but then um like the main boss guy, uh you end up fighting him alone and uh and just as you beat him he he causes like the self destruct button. So you have to like escape the exploding area. But your team thinks that you blew it up because you were about to die, so you, like, sacrificed yourself. Okay. So while you're escaping the facility, they keep phoning in, talking about how much they're so going to miss you. they just start kind of saluting your heroic death or something, but it's all for naught? Basically, while you're still escaping, they keep phoning you, in, phoning to talk to you and uh, telling you how much, how much they're going to miss you and stuff while you're still oh. trying to, like, deactivate this bomb. Okay. And they start, like, one one character starts, like, crying about how much he's going to miss you and stuff. Um, and then, and anyway, so you end up, you end up setting the bomb off properly and whatnot, and then while you're skydiving down, you do, like, a thumbs up towards the camera, and then it goes to title card. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anyway, that was, yeah, that was pretty good. And, and yeah, so then I started as the president of the United States. And I was stopped it there, but you've got like a tiger in the White House. There's multiple strip strippers hanging out. Okay. Everyone's drinking and smoking. Is the White House just like your pad? I, I'm not sure. I haven't got that far. Oh, okay, okay. And I guess I can't really ask about like, is the frame rate any good or like, I don't know. I don't know, but you know what? This copy works. Okay, yeah. So vast improvement. Exactly. Um, but that's that's all I've been playing. 
let's okay. go. Let's actually now go on to the news for real this time. Do do do. So much news. All right, big bunch of news here. Uh, how about I start off with what I've put there? Sure. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, Fables comes out tomorrow. Okay. All right. Uh, Nathan, what's your news? <laughs> oh, um, hey, remember that, like, last-minute news story I threw in there where it's like, Half-Life 3 might be real? It's not. That was fake. Yeah, All right, emails? Yeah, moving on to emails. Emails, right. good news, emails. good news. Time. Good news, good news, everybody. <laughs> Is that seriously all that happened this past That's week? all that happened, happened, and it was main, And I didn't even want to do the Fables one because it was like, reviews are already out, this is servicing nobody. <laughs> like, I was looking at the news, yeah, it's just like, hey, further clarifications on Steambox stuff, and you're just like, okay, like, we already know it exists, like, whatever, there I don't some care. some Pokemon leaks. The but Assassin's like, Creed 4 director said, hey guys, Egypt? So, there you go. This is that more news than I noticed, but Crash oh. Quest is on iTunes Store now. We can yeah. go back to news. Do you want to go? Do you got some news? No, no, whatever. We nothing. just covered it. There's, we just did there's it. There's like nothing. All right. <laughs> I guess I could do like a quick poll. Hey guys, how do you feel about Egypt? Uh, Pyramids. It's, it's a location. That's the it's, next place I want to travel to. Yeah, you could climb the Sphinx and jump off, and there's hey, and then the like, nose breaks. I off could you jump like off if the I nose. traveled there, I could. Well, actually, I don't know if they let you do that. I haven't been there, but I'm assuming You're, so. Like my hopes are in... now are now incredibly high, and I can't wait to do that. Thanks. That's I didn't know that, Nathan. That's awesome. Well, yeah, like Aladdin. I'm assuming it's kind of like that. They like fly past the Sphinx, right? Know? They it's got just... magic carpets all over the place there, right? I hope so. Anyway, they better like what? Like why else are they doing there besides making magic carpets? Apologies to Egypt for stereotypes. I don't know. Those are positive stereotypes, though. You have magic carpets. Hopefully. Anyway, let's move on to the questions. Emails. Also those. Yeah. Well, maybe. Are any of these emails? I got confirmation for something from earlier before we move on to emails. Uh, Oh, my God. We're never going to get on to emails. (laughs) Two two player for Beyond Two Souls. One person does control Ellen Page's character. The other person is the ghost. At all times? That's just weird. There's never a moment where you need to do two things at once. Each player can toss control to the other one by pressing their PS3 controller's triangle button. That means that half the time, one so of the two dumb. players won't have anything to do. Amazing! Right. Here's another great way to do that. It's a single-player game, and when you don't want to play as Aiden, just pass the physical controller <laughs> to the person sitting <laughs> beside you. It's like, hey, do you want to hold the remote for a bit? Okay. Oh, press X. Alright. And then you keep watching the movie. It's a little more involved than that. But, yeah. That would be really, such a really. weird way to play that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think you could do it one person with a tablet, one person with the remote. Yeah, um, what is it? I still want to know what the phone or tablet controls do. Is it just like a display of the buttons? No, it's like swipe towards the person to do the QuickTime event. Like, they've right. actually really simplified a lot of the QuickTime stuff to just push towards it. Right. And then occasionally there's like hold X or hold And I'm R1. assuming the gyroscope would be for like moving around, maybe? Maybe yeah. specifically flying as Aiden? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, let's... Hey, topdownperspective at gmail.com. Facebook is... A, you can type topdownperspective into there, and there's a group there. Or TDP Podcast, which is a Twitter account. So, some of these are from all of those? Uh, I think... I don't think there's any emails here. I, You know what, I'm going to double-check to make sure I didn't miss an email, but... Okay, we can okay, start. Well, while he's checking that, I'll take the first question. This one comes to us from Christopher Sparks. He says, 
Has a game ever given you a migraine because of its visuals or stupidity? Okay. Uh, I'm the kind of guy who likes stupid games, so I kind of get glee out of them, really. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, there's occasional games that actually just warn you, like, hey, man, like, you're playing Space Channel 5, make sure you turn on some lights or something, or you're going to have a seizure, like, that kind of thing. But I don't think that's actually given me any kind of headache or whatever. Um, frame rate in old games sometimes bothers me now. Like, I tried playing GTA San Andreas on a PS2 at some point again, and it was just like, I can't look at this ever again. This is just awful. I don't know if it was actually got to a point where it was giving me a headache, but it was just like, my eyes just don't want to look at this. This is all wrong, so I don't know. I can never go back. Um, Beyond that, though, like, I'm trying to think if there's ever kind of just eye strain kind of thing. Like, overstimulated, not blinking. Like, is that a thing that ever happens? Like, you're not blinking and you don't realize it? Yeah. Like, okay. So does that cause headaches, or is it just more like, I gotta... Oh, man, it would be more eye, eye drops. irritation more than anything else, because your eyes would eventually start drying up. Yeah. The only eye irritation I get, and I kind of get this not just in, in games, but it's usually games, because it's easy to manipulate, is if things kind of get, I don't like, fuzzy, or if there's, like, a ton of water over the camera, mm-hmm. um, that just makes my eyes begin to water. And just oh, okay. actually just thinking about it now, my eyes are watering. So, hmm. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> my eyes get dry a lot, so I don't know. I, I do not get dry eyes. I, I hate dry eyes. Do you, get, do you have a spray for that? No, but I should get some water. Is there a Visine for that? There, there's probably is. Actually, do you think Oculus will be a lot of headache-inducing business? Like, there was a game I played at, at E3 that I wasn't wearing the thing right, so it was kind of, like, doubling my vision weird. But even then, I didn't get too weird after that. If people wear the Oculus correctly, no. But if they wear it wrong, which they probably will, yes. But, like, what if, like, you know, that's with, like, hey, you're demoing it or whatever. Like, what if you put in, like, a eight-hour session or something? He's like, gonna vomit for the last up four your hours. Head. Yeah, like, it's like, four I played Skyrim all day in the Oculus. And then you take it off, and you're just like, ah, I'm blind. Or like, no, you take it off, and then you realize that real life is no longer good enough anymore. Yeah, and, and then you, you want to permanently adhere the Oculus to your. You face. just want to be back in the Oculus, and so then begs the question: Which one is your real life? Yeah, and society crumbles. Yeah, that's, that's how it happens. It's like that movie Surrogates in a way. It's exactly like that book, Ready Player One. Should I read that? We have a bunch of copies at the store. Like, uh, you could, I guess. It is a book that is readable. But was it like, whoa, man, you gotta check this shit out, it's great. Or whatever, it's a book. Uh, I'll say you it's like in the middle. It. I liked okay. it. Okay. I don't know if that's a good litmus test, though. Hmm. Alright, next question. This one, there was an email. This one comes in from YouTube. Did, uh, did your, dial up your smartphone etiquette. <laughs> Chances are you're guilty of at least one of these smartphone faux pas it's time to make a change, friend. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And thank, they even, you, you know, nice enough for them, they linked a video uh, to help us out. Um, I'm probably, oh, they don't I probably won't the put that calls? in the comments, so okay. don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but th- that thanks, YouTube. Yeah, thanks Re- for sending that out. Let's yeah. appreciate it. Next question. Okay. 
Uh, this one's from Allison. I recently heard one of my favorite childhood shows, Reboot, is going to be remade. Did you guys ever watch the show when you were younger, too? I'm pretty sure we all did. A bit, yeah. Um, I didn't... I don't know. I, I, do, I don't have a sense of, like, the larger story or anything. I would catch an episode here or there at, like, my grandma's house. We Did we talk about YTV on here? Is that... Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have in the past. Okay. No, I think like, we it... talked about it before last week's episode. Oh, okay. It, I guess, just a brief recap, um, I didn't have cable because I was living out in the country, so I would only get to see a bunch of these shows when I would visit my grandparents. So it was Man, like, what did you do all day? Watch ITV, yo. Woo! I, that see, that's the Saturday. thing, I don't know, but we don't need to get back into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I would only catch intermittent stuff on that front, but I, friends and stuff were definitely way into reboot, but I, I wasn't as big on it as other people. But did you guys watch a ton of it? Like most of the show? Yeah. No. I want to say I missed was a couple of the new movies. I missed bits and pieces of them. Right. Okay. I want to say I've probably seen most of it, but it was kind of when I was a lot younger, so I don't. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I kind of remember the general concept of the whole story, but just not specifically every episode and whatnot. Are you feeling good that they're remaking it, or are you like, oh, they're gonna ruin it? Um, I don't care. Sure, I'm looking forward to it. Like, it, I'm not I'm one of those people where some it, of the same people are working on it. Okay, it is, yeah. But um, like, I'm not one of those people where if they make a reboot or anything or a remake, it's like, oh, now the whole thing is ruined. It's like, no, just ignore the new one then. Mm. Okay. Uh, follow up question: Are there any other old shows, childhood cartoons, or otherwise you guys would like to see updated? I was thinking about this, and it's Weekenders. Okay. Like, you just want another season, or... Yeah, that would be great. Okay. I I started watching Robocop, the animated series, earlier this week. Yeah, I heard yeah. some... I saw I, some tweets about this. I kind of want there to be more of that. Exactly, how, like, exactly as cheesy as that one was. How long was that show's run? Uh, apparently, there were two different ones. Two different series entirely? Like yeah. There's okay. the one I was watching is more like in tune with the show. Uh or sorry, with the original movie I should say. Yeah, and okay. That one ran for twelve episodes. Okay. That's not very long for cartoons no. of that. That's era, the one that so. I that's the one that I've been live tweeting. Okay. And uh then there's Robocop Alpha Command, where he's more like Inspector Gadget, and that one went on for forty episodes. Okay. Well clearly we know which formula works. Apparently, because, you know, Robocop's all about being Inspector Gadget. Yeah. So, it, it, what was it with, like, the, the one you were watching? It's like, he still is has his gun, but he's just in absurd places, and people are freaking out. Like, he was in a restaurant or something, just twirling his gun around? The, the, the start of, like, the third episode of the series was, like, his partner, Lewis, invited him out on a dinner date. Okay. And he, she's, like, dressed up in, like, a dress and everything, and he just walks in his Robocop, takes off his helmet, and sits down for food. <laughs> And people in the restaurant are like, what is happening? What is that guy? Yeah. The, one of the okay. episodes I saw the other night, uh, Robocop caught a cold. And he got over was it. Was by... it a virus? No, it was actually a cold. <laughs> okay. The he, cold he's, he's virus? virus? Yes. His it human was, part. It's because he's yeah, part cold. robot. Yeah. Oh, but I here, get Here's it. the thing, though. Robocop's <laughs> legally dead. So, I mean, how do you catch a cold? I don't know. But he drank chicken noodle soup and he was fine. Accurate. Okay, so it's teaching kids cool lessons. It's awesome. Be like Robocop. So remake that cartoon in that weird spirit, I yeah. guess. Okay. 
Okay, one thing I wanted to add about the question previous to this with Reboot. Yeah. So the people who did Reboot, uh, what, Mameframe is their company or whatever now? Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing the Ratchet and Clank movie. Yeah. For those who didn't know. Okay. Which so. I, I've got good feelings for both of those, to be honest. Okay. Okay, actually, my do you have my any only concern question? about Reboot? Sorry to go back yeah, to go this. ahead. My only concern about it is now that computer technology has expanded so much since the original reboot, like, what are they, are they still going to go with, like, sprites, all, like, the old PC in-jokes? Just make it look terrible? Yeah, like, hmm. or maybe, like, make all the characters, like, super corny, like, slow CPU buses and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Oh, just make it, like, super serious and try and make it, like, awesome for kids now? Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to... I was trying to think of a show, but, like, a lot of the childhood stuff I just don't want to see again. Like, it's like, I love Inspector Gadget, but I don't, uh, that doesn't need to come They got two live-action movies for you. Well, they made a couple different Inspector Gadget series. Every couple years, a new Inspector Gadget cartoon comes out. Does it? Yeah. I've just been missing this stuff. Wait, I don't think that's true. No, there's been a couple. Well, Don Adams has been dead for quite a while. I know, I know. So, just like, how did, what? But, okay. I guess that's fair. Um, but the one I was thinking of, it, I didn't actually watch it like when it was airing or whatever. But Weird Al show, I want that oh, guy. That was a good one that to have good. another show where he actually has creative control this time. Like basically, just like Aquabats is pretty sweet, and he guests in that at one point. And I'm just like, just give him like a you know show on Adult Swim. Like that'd be great. I'd watch that. Make it happen if he wants to do it. Like I don't want to you know assume anything, but that guy sh- could have a show. I'd, they I'd should bring back Futurama again. <laughs> For a third time? Just keep doing it. Just never let it leave. Just, no, come back. Okay, so there were four Inspector Gadget cartoons. What the hell, Not dude? recent, though. What? Not recent. When was the most recent no, one? I think the most recent one looks like it was 2003. Okay, That's yeah. still way more recent than I thought, considering the ones I watched were, like, early 80s when they were animated. But Well, one of them was apparently uh, Inspector Gadget's field trip. So he oh. goes to, like, real-life locations, and it was on the History Channel. What? I do not know that one. That seems okay. like a magic school bus ripoff. Kind of. Except worried. he's the school bus. Do you want magic school bus to come back? Maybe. Is, there whoa. Was... Is Arthur still on? I liked Arthur. That was a great show. Inspector Gadget saves Christmas. Archie's Weird Mysteries. Oh, God, I remember that. Okay, I'm going to move on to the next question. Okay. This one comes in from Austin. He's got three. Mm -hmm. First one, do you think that with Sonic being confirmed... Wait, did we already read this? I don't know. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Okay. Do you think that with Sonic being confirmed for the new Smash game will mean that Snake could make an appearance? I feel we've had this discussion, but I don't think it was prompted by a question. Right. Um, Yeah, probably. That's feasible, right? Probably, but I don't think they'll do it again because they've already got two guest characters. Okay. And with Mega Man and Sonic, and I feel like those are more retro and more kind of akin to what Smash Bros. is like than having Solid Snake. How do people feel about Solid Snake in that? Like, did the Smash community like him or no? He was, he's one of the top tier characters last I heard. Okay. Like, he was in the top five, I want to say, of best characters. Hmm. I never see anyone playing as him. That's because Meta Knight and Diddy Kong, I believe, were used to be the best. I'm going to look up and see what the ne- the latest tier list is, see if it's changed much. All right. Did, uh, Wait, second question. I'm just, 
I have a question, though, just for Smash stuff. Wouldn't a Castlevania guy fit in pretty good? Probably, but there hasn't been a, like, one specific Castlevania guy in a while. We'll just put, I don't know, Alucard. He's Alucard popular. was more famous for being on PlayStation. All right. Snake like, at least Simon? started on NES. Simon Belmont? Just throw him in there. He's got a Maybe. Wit. Yeah, uh, currently, as long as this tier list I'm looking at is updated, it says this is the eighth tier list produced by Smash Backroom, uh, current as of April 25th. Snake is the sixth best character in the game. Okay. okay. The characters better than him are Marth, Diddy Kong, Olimar, apparently, I didn't realize that, uh, Ice Climbers, and good old Meta Knight. Okay. Alright, second question. What was your favorite Tom Clancy game? Rainbow Six Three Black Arrow. And then Splinter Cell. I was thinking back, like, definitely when I played it, I thought Rainbow Six Vegas was really cool. But Yeah, I liked Vegas too. Like Vegas, like the sequel to Vegas? Because I never played that. Yes. Okay, I was like, yeah, I liked Vegas too. Oh, I right. That's what you meant. So, you know, I, I see what you mean. I was wondering, like, why is this confusing? Why are you clarifying? Yeah, yeah. Um, th- That one, for some reason, definitely stands out as, like, at that time, it's really cool. But just, like, Terrorist Hunt in any Rainbow Six game was really cool. I enjoyed doing that. So, like, Rainbow Six. I liked Splinter Cell Conviction. I didn't. So, yeah, but okay. That's fair. People like that game. You gonna play that new one? Uh, they came out last two months ago, like Blacklist. No, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I guess that that is some sad news that happened. Uh, Tom Clancy is no more. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I guess my Tom Clancy thing was mostly movies, like the Jack Ryan movies, which they're making another one of those, which is weird. But yeah, Harrison Ford man. That was All right, cool. third question: With a successful Kickstarter and the staff, do you guys think that the expectations? Mighty number nine are a bit overwhelming. Hmm. People might be expecting more than they're going to get out of it because it's just going to be a Mega Man type game. Yeah. But is that like, is that already too much? Like they're expecting the the best Mega Man or the next great Mega Man or like what? I think. Well, I know that a lot of people just want more Mega Man. So. Mm-hmm. Well, like, do you think Inafune might actually like? you know, iterate on that old design he invented, kind of, like, it's like, it's kind of crazy. It's a bit different. I think that's that's what everyone's hoping for. Okay. So, maybe don't expect that. Just expect good old Mega Man, maybe, and hopefully it'll exceed that. I don't know. Yeah, people could get disappointed, I don't know. Kickstarter's weird that way. I, what are the backer rewards, actually? Like, is there a behind-the-scenes thing? Because I was kind of talking about the Double Fine thing. Like, I've decided I've basically paid for a documentary I think is cool, and also there's a game as, like, a bonus feature. You know? Like, I don't care that much about that final thing. Is there going to be kind of developer Two-player production was helping with, like, the live streaming of things and discussion of that, but I don't know if there's actually a doc being produced. Okay. Like, it's like, hey, man, you get to just jam with Inafune on this forum. Like, that could be really cool for somebody, right? Yeah. Like, maybe if that's a thing. I don't know. But, okay. Um, yeah, that's possible. Don't keep your hopes in check, I guess. Hopefully it's good. This next question is from Junkie GS. Who made that catchy jingle you guys play at the beginning of the podcast and the end of it? I'd like to point out that I did not put the word catchy in there. No, that was in the original Yes, thing. it was. Yeah. 
And by that comment, you can tell that Sean did it. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on the process or no? Just that was. Easy. There's not much to the process. I I took songs and I made my own song. <laughs> Do you there want you to go. see what song the original clips are? From, I don't even or? remember what song. I know there's some Anamanaguchi in there, and I. Uh, it was from uh, Don Metropolis, I believe. Like you just all from that one song. How do you know this? Because you told me this. It was all from that one song. I'm pretty sure you did. I, I seem thought. to recall using lots of songs. Maybe as I was well wrong. As some I stuff thought, from I like, thought you said the main thing was Don Metropolis. Maybe the main thing, but I, I or maybe no, maybe I'm thinking of news. I all of the tunes are from random songs, but like collections of them, as well as me also taking music from like Kirby's Dreamland on my Game Boy. Hmm. Okay, so I, like I believe, that's where I, the samples came from, and then I, you made a song. Yeah. I might just be thinking of Don Metropolis for the news because, like, there are news jingles like do 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 do, and that sample is straight from. No, I know. If when I took stuff, I took literally like one beep noise, and then I made my own tune. Yeah, no, that's what I mean by samples. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you meant like the whole thing together is like no, I hear no, this no, exact no, no. thing in Don no, Metropolis. No, no, no. There's like, no, there's nothing quite like our song. Yeah. But thanks. Yeah, they're catchy. I don't know. <laughs> Next question comes in from Joy. How do you get iTunes to keep your whole archive? I don't know. How is that happening? Podbean, uh, the person who's hosting our pod, or not the person, the company who hosts the podcast, they just, inside of their, you know, in their in their back end, I can just choose how many episodes I want to be shown in iTunes, and I don't know what the height limit is. I know it's under 2,000. <laughs> okay. But- because when I put 2,000 in, it just switches back to 20, and I'm like, no, I need more than that. So I just had it set to 200 for a while, and I'm just noticing that now. I'm like, well, we need to increase that. So it's at 500, so yeah. There, there's got to be some way to archive it through iTunes, but I don't think anyone specifically knows. Yeah, hmm. yeah just pod. pod it might, it might even so. be like a setting inside your actual iTunes like program for the, the listener to use. No, they mean if then they go onto the iTunes marketplace. Oh, that's what the they mean. the okay. backlog because we have you can access every one of our episodes. But if I had made that number lower, it would only bring like if I made it fifty, it would only be the recent fifty. Hmm. And that is an issue at first. And the yeah, Joy was writing in saying this other podcast has an issue with that. So I really don't know the general solution because I just Podbean has an easy back end. I can just handle with so it would depend on whoever's ho- whatever's hosting the podcast alright next question comes to us from Allison different Allison from earlier Sean are you choosing Chenspin Fennekin or Froakie uh, so these are the new Pokemon starters I haven't really looked into them too much but I kind of liked the way that the fire one looked which I don't know which one that, that is that is Fennekin it's like a fire fox kind of thing yeah Fennekin yeah. I kind of like the way that one looks, so at the moment, maybe that one. Oh, here's their evolved forms. Yeah, apparently. Oh, that frog one's pretty cool, too. Yeah, Is that Froakie? Fire, the fire one's, like, full evolved type. He's, like, fire and psychic or something like that. That's awesome. I kind of like them all. That frog's pretty cool. Now, I'm probably going to go with the fire one. Probably the fire one. So, what is that? Fennekin? Yeah. Fennekin. Okay. There you go. Uh, second half of the question. Pokemon X and Y has the midnight launch tomorrow at midnight. Is it a necessary thing to attend, or should I just get it later? I guess kind of a more generalized question to this is, what do you guys think of midnight launches? Do you do them? Yeah. Uh, I have not actually gone to a midnight launch, except 
I actually I went once just to hang out with friends. That was it. I don't even think I actually bought. The I game did that too. On sale. <laughs> That's a weird thing to do. Yeah. Was that the Diablo one? Or? Yeah, when you were going there and, and our buddy Chris, so I was like, well, it's like ten blocks away. I could just go there. And Yeah, so I was just like, I'll get Max Payne tonight. Cool. I, and... I think I went with another friend to the StarCraft II launch and just kind of hung out because I was on company time at the time. So for the most yeah, part, I... you guys don't go? Well, yeah. yeah, I haven't been to one since then, so that was so a year ago. what's your reasoning for not going? I'll just wait. I'll yeah, just it hasn't go been a game I... I've been excited for that also i sometimes don't trust retailers like my beyond two souls experience was going into target a couple times and then just being like what are you talking about and then i went to best buy i went to i went to toys r us because they had the deal going on for like get a couple games and get a discount Mm -hmm. and i was like do you guys have beyond and they were like oh no does it come out today and i was like uh yeah and they were like oh no sometimes we get like emirated games a bit later and i'm like oh well can i have a flyer and i can go price match elsewhere and they're like oh is the game in the flyer and i was like i think so and they're like oh well then we should probably have it let me go check and then they had it yes okay <laughs> like, i was almost there. had the sense it's like there's probably just a box sitting in the back of that target but no one really cared <laughs> like that was kind of i don't know that seems that's that's just retail, Nathan. You should know that. I, I know. But the same thing happened to me with like Arkham City and stuff, and it just seems like with high profile games, I thought people would get it right. So I just don't trust retail. To be fair, anymore. Beyond is not a high profile game. I No, th- I'd argue it's I'd argue it's not. It's Even like, though like E B has a bunch of advertising on the walls for it, it's not. The follow up to Smash Hit, Heavy Rain I don't know. That's old. Dude, I wouldn't even call bit. Heavy Rain a high profile game. It's sold yeah, over a million I easily copies. would not call that a that's a smaller game than beyond because it doesn't have ellen page in it yeah and the budget was way less but yeah this cost like 30 million dollars it did have a jason button i don't do midnight <laughs> launches because one i'm a morning person so i'm probably asleep uh-huh. and two if i'm picking it up at midnight i don't want to stay up and play games i want to go to bed and then i'll i'll just play it in the morning like i know there's midnight launches for pokemon but the nearest one is in Red Deer for us. What? Oh, Acqu- at really? least according to EB Games website, says the only place in Alberta that's currently having a midnight launch is Red Deer. So I don't know if they just haven't updated their site, which is entirely possible. But it's all based on, like, the they just pick this random small city. No, no, it's all based on pre-order numbers. That just means, like, yo, the capital, like, the Pokemon capital of Alberta is Red Deer. So. That's a that's just that's a hilarious piece of new info I now know. Yeah, Parkland yeah. Mall is the only place listed in Alberta. Uh, one place in Winnipeg is open. One place in Regina is open. Burnaby, Kelowna, and Richmond all have one place, and Ontario has <laughs> two in Toronto, one in London, and one in Dundas. This is just a great way to know where like po- Pokemon fans are at. I don't know if I find it. out that like the nearest EB Games to me is having a launch, I might just go for a laugh. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're just going to go there and laugh at the people? <laughs> no, like just for fun and like see if anyone I know is there and like, hey, what are you doing? And then you're going to laugh at them. <laughs> well, that too. There uh, you go. Yeah. No, I'm not Question. a question. launch person. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't have like an urge to play stuff day one that much. Like very rare nowadays. GTA 5 and like beyond, I have that I guess, urge, but, but it's just like I- I'm going to be awake before the stores open and... 90% of the people around me are not morning people, so it's not like I'll there'll be an issue where I won't get the game. Yeah, yeah. 
That's it for emails. Uh, let's let's all pick a game that we played this week that we would recommend. Well, I've got so many choices. Yeah. Escape <laughs> I Vector. I guess I'm going to have to go with Escape Vector. Nice. It's a, t- it's a tough thing to lock down, but I've made my choice. But you said you were going to, like, you probably played your arcade cabinet. Or not your, your uh, pinball thing. Uh, yeah, but my pinball table is kind of not... Not as good as Escape Vector? No, 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 no. It's, it's got a, a technical problem that needs to be fixed. Uh, Already? One of the, yeah, one of the fuses got broken in transit. Ah. Uh, is that... Is the company doing that, or is that on you? No, they're coming to check it out. Okay. So what happened was, like, the uh, the, the table itself doesn't light up, so I can't tell when I'm being attacked, but, uh, like, all the shoots and, like, I the gun works fine. So I can, if I can just guess where I'm going to be attacked from, I can play the game. <laughs> I think just in general in life, not being able to tell when you're getting attacked would suck. Yeah, that's true. I'm going mm. to pick, this is hard. Nathan should go. I thought I had it, but then I looked at my list again. Man, I, I don't know. Like, GTA Online is kind of a weird compromise experience, and Beyond Two Souls I'm kind of having weird mixed feelings about. But, like, can I really just give it to Scurvy Scalawags again? <laughs> Nathan's game of the year. Scurvy yeah. Scallywags. <laughs> I, I guess just, like, yeah, for positivity with no drawbacks, like, I, I'm gonna... Yeah, Scurvy Scalawags, man. Game of the week. So October I was going 10th. to say... I would, like, oh, man, this is hard. I was going to say FTL. But yeah. It's like... That Beyond will never get this, and I like Beyond, but it's like, I really like FTL, and nothing bad has happened with FTL. Yeah. Oh, but I have to just turn my back on Beyond? Oh, this well, is like just picking didn't wow you, you know, didn't didn't rock your socks. Oh, but Ellen Page is in it? Ellen Page is in it, that's true. Well, actually, alright, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick FTL. Here's okay. another th- weird thing about Beyond. So okay. it's all about, like, hey, we got female protagonist, we got strong female lead characters. Mm-hmm. There are two times where she gets in the shower in that game. Really? Yeah. That hasn't happened yet. But I guess I was going to say, in relation to that, it's like, she is a powerful protagonist so long as a dude ghost is helping her. So it's kind of weird. Like, all her superpowers come from a guy. No, to be fair, she gets super trained, so she can do a lot on her own. It's not yeah, just she can punch dudes and kick dudes pretty good. Yeah. So but she's got like, uh, and I covered. just you don't see her naked or like you don't see any of her bits or anything like that. But okay. yeah, no, there are two separate times where it's like you could just walk around the house in her underwear if you want. The, thanks, game. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to be a prude here, but it's like, of course, there had to be this scene, right? That that's so weirdly David Cage to me now. Like, there's always a sex scene in his games, or like, well, sauciness in some way. Like, there's a strip club in Heavy Rain for some reason, and I I just thought it wouldn't be in this game because nothing I've played so far seems to leave room for that. But I wouldn't okay. say there's sexiness in this game, but there's right. but there's still like intimacy. Immunity. Yeah. Okay. Right. Or you know, like it's not like Ellen Page is like flaunting it ever. It's like mm-hmm. well, she's getting changed. It's like but. Why is like, this scene here? Yeah, why is this here? Like vulnerability or something? Like, is she in danger? I don't. I no, don't. she's at her house and she's changing. That's a thing I do. So yeah, I get it. But okay, 
I'll I'll see how I feel about it next week. I'm assuming I'll finish again. This it's week. it's it's more of just like like it's not like a big thing that stuck out. It's just like it would have been so easy to have like you have this big powerful character, but now forever your game is. But of course you got naked at one point, right? Right. So like anyone who's recommending it will have to put an asterisk next to it and be like, oh, there's this one scene, and yeah, I don't know. So that's too bad, I guess. But okay, so FTL is the game of the week. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to give it to FTL. Okay, FTL, Escape Vector, Scurvy Scalawags, check them out. Video games. Video games, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone who's listening to this if you're That's in Canada. That's from Canada. Yeah, Canadian Thanksgiving. There's actually a sale for movies on PSN right now. <laughs> Are they from Thanksgiving Canadian Thanksgiving. Yep, Canadian Thanksgiving themed. So 30% off, like, Looper or something. Yeah, is that Thanksgiving themed? That is the most Thanksgiving themed. Uh, it's a good movie, but I don't it, know. Does it take place really. in the fall? I guess it's kind of co- cooler out. It does cover quite a bit of time, so maybe it it covers a lot of time. That's true. Time travel. It covers a lifetime. Heyo, that was my favorite sequence of the movie. Anyway, Bruce Willis, Thanksgiving, forever. <laughs> Bruce Willis in Neverending Thanksgiving. That's actually two Bruce Willis references this podcast, though, because Surrogates, remember that movie? I never yeah. saw it, but I know it it's, exists. Yeah, it's not good. Well, the fans, fans counting at home, they noticed. <laughs> All those people with their little Bruce Willis talent. I'm going. stopping. No, dude. Let's go for <laughs> Don't the... Don't stop the podcast! Okay, we're going for the... We're going for the hat trick. Uh, the birthday sequence in Beyond Souls also remind me of Sixth Sense. I'm stopping the audio right now.